Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a higher trade in the grain markets here on Friday. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures up five and a half cents at 647 and a quarter. March soybeans up 11 and three quarters at 1586. March Chicago wheat up 10 and a half cents at 782. March Kansas City wheat up six and a half at 807 and a half. March spring wheat up six and three quarters at 949. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it as always. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, uh, leave me a comment that will help me out to grow the grow this channel, all of those things. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on grain marketing plan in the upper right-hand corner. I've got a subscription service. You should check it out. It's $49.99 a month. I send my customers uh, a morning email every business day about 6.15 or 6.20 a.m. Central. It includes all the overnight headlines, weather information, charts, all sorts of different graphics, all of my grain marketing recommendations. That email includes my subscriber-only videos. There's also a text message service, any sort of consulting that you might need. This is a uh, monthly subscription that you can cancel at absolutely any time. Uh, I did a subscriber-only video yesterday. I actually did two of them yesterday, but I did one yesterday regarding soybean demand. You know, we've got these drastically lighter estimates for uh, South American soybean production, and there's going to be a lot of lo lost export business as a result. Brazil, in particular, is just not going to be able to export the soybeans that uh, we thought that they would have, you know, several months ago. So where does that demand go? Does it disappear? So does it come to the U.S.? I attempted to try to answer that question and at least run through some possibilities in my subscriber-only video yesterday. So if you're interested, guys, check out that subscription service uh, this weekend. There's no other fee. There's no other obligation. I won't try to sell you anything else. Check it out. The corn and soybean markets posted fresh highs yesterday on bullish news prior to reversing lower. So early in the day yesterday at 6 a.m. Central Time, CONAB, which is like Brazil's USDA, made a massive cut to its soybean production estimate. Um, the corn and soybean markets rallied sharply early in the day. We posted fresh highs in the March corn contract and fresh highs in the March soybean contract. Uh, those contracts eventually finished the day lower. So some really ugly looking daily bars on the charts here. These were not textbook key reversals, but they were reversals nevertheless. The March soybean contract finished 59 cents removed from its daily high yesterday. The nearby March, March corn contract finished uh, 21 cents removed from its daily high. So that's kind of a red flag when you're not able to rally on bullish news. Uh, it's, it's not the best sign in the world, but I'm not going to say that that's the end of the bull market either. Uh, these are still uptrending markets. The uptrend has not been broken. The markets were hugely overbought. Uh, they're going to attempt to correct that. And we've got a bounce here this morning. So no, it's it's very much premature to say that uh, the rally's over. Fundamentally, we've got a whole bunch of different stories uh, in place here but uh, not necessarily the best action yesterday. Argentina's crop estimates are being cut again. The Buenos Aires Grain Exchange in Argentina reduced its estimate for the country's corn crop. They went down to 51 million metric tons from 57 previously. That's a big cut. USDA was at 54 earlier this week. 
Uh, this was a quote from their report. The drop in expected yields in the early planted areas of the grain leads us to cut our harvest projection by 6 million tons. Rainfall in the remainder of February will be key to sustaining this volume. That's what they said in their weekly report. Last week, the exchange cut its estimate for the country's soybean crop down to 42 million metric tons from 44. USDA is at 45. So the grain exchange in Argentina uh, talking lower numbers and substantially lower numbers uh, in, in the case of corn versus what USDA uh, is talking. Now, they mentioned the month of February and rainfall being key. I'm not really seeing anything really great here in terms of rainfall for Argentina over the next seven days, at least. A lot of key corn and soybean growing areas are going to be totally dry. Some areas will see scattered rains, and then some areas will do a little bit better. But I'm not reading this as being a uh, a forecast that offers a ton of relief. I view this as, as being a forecast that probably results in a continuation of the drought in a lot of areas. So Argentina is not out of the woods, and these uh, crop estimates uh, could absolutely be cut again uh, if, this, if this forecast doesn't change and if we don't catch some more rain here the next couple of weeks. USDA released its weekly export sales report yesterday. Corn and wheat sales were generally disappointing. Soybean sales were strong. Accumulated net sales of corn and soybeans are both down 21% versus the same period last year. That's net sales for the current marketing year. USDA is projecting that corn exports will decline by only 12% this year and that soybean exports will decline by only 9.5% this year. So we've got some work to do in regard to uh, exports, certainly. So it, it begs the question again, will China and other global buyers come to the U.S. for old crop bushels of soybeans in particular, given these much lighter South American crops? That's a big question. Mark. Um, I think you're going to see more new crop business, certainly, but is there going to be more old crop business? Is China interested in buying $16 beans when they can buy new crop beans cheaper? Can they hold off? Do they have the ability to do that? Uh, that's one of the big question marks out there right now. Now, USDA did report some flash sales yesterday. U.S. exporters sold about 11 million bushels of soybeans to unknown destinations. Of that total, the vast majority, uh, almost 9 million was for old crop and then the remainder for new crop. So we do have some uh, flash sales being reported on almost a daily basis for soybeans. Uh, we'd like to see some bigger amounts, but this is not a bad thing. U.S. inflation on the consumer side hit a 40-year high. The Consumer Price Index, or CPI, rose 0.6% in January. That's an annualized increase of 7.5%, highest rate of inflation on the consumer side since February of 1982. The trade expected to number near 7.2. So this inflation data hotter than expected. According to the data, energy costs to consumers are up 27% on the year. Food costs are up 7% on the year. Used automobiles up 40% on the year. New autos up 12%. Um, so inflation hotter than expected. Now that news sparked some chatter or speculation regarding an emergency rate hike from the Fed. And there was some talk yesterday that uh, this emergency rate hike could happen as early as today, Friday. Uh, this chatter was uh, yeah the direct result of that inflation data. Some Fed officials came out and eased those fears late in the day. San Francisco Fed Chief Mary Daly said yesterday that a half-point rate hike was not her preference. Thomas Barkin of the Richmond Fed said in regard to a half-point rate hike in March, quote, I'm open to it conceptually. Do I think there's a screaming need to do it right now? I'd have to be convinced of that, end quote. One of the more hawkish Fed members, uh, James Bullard of the St. Louis Fed said this. He said he supports uh, raising the Fed fund rate by a full percentage point by the beginning of January, quote, I'd like to see 100 basis points in the bag by July 1st. I was already more hawkish, but I have pulled up dramatically what I think the committee should do. So you've got some Fed members uh, 
kind of more dovish, some more hawkish. Everybody's talking a rate hike, whether it's a quarter point in March, half a point in March, we don't know. Bullard wants a full percentage point by July. The Fed's going to hike rates. I just, I don't know exactly how they're going to go about it, but that seems to be the uh, general idea here. I think the emergency rate hike is off the table, but uh, you never say never, guys. Cattle market finished the day lower yesterday, and it actually had a good start and then came back and finished lower. But um, cash cattle was 140 or better in a lot of places, which has improved. And uh, one of the big positives, in my view, is the are these slaughter numbers, which have improved drastically. 120,000 are better just about every day the last week, which is a positive. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is marginally higher. Uh, the stock market just marginally lower. Bonds up a little bit. Precious metals mixed. Crude oil is up $1.35 in the March WTI at 91.23 uh, rebound in the crude oil. Everybody have a great weekend. I will talk to you guys Monday morning.